I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Oh, it's a Legends of Tomorrow after show. Uh, 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 Traveling back to uh, ancient time. Uh, 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 keep your head on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the Legends of Tomorrow after show. Uh, we're bringing on every episode of the Legends of Tomorrow airing Tuesday nights on the Tuesday. CW. So Beautiful. cool, we added uh, put a couple O's on Tuesday to make it even cooler. Uh, I'm Frank Moran. <laughs> Child. And I'm Lauren B. <laughs> and making us look good and sound even better is Jonathan in the booth! Yeah! I'm, I'm, right, I'm right here. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, uh, we're going to break down this episode. Uh, we'll also do uh, What's the Beef? That you know the the, the special segment that is sweeping Classics. the internet. It is. Where's the beef? You know how many times I get tweeted, you know, people just sliding into my DMs saying, Ooh. What's your beef? They, they want your beef. They're sliding <laughs> into right. your DMs looking That's right. for your beef. That's right. So, I'm walking down the street and they're like, hey, there's a beefy boy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you watch the show? And they're like, no. They're just calling me beefy boy. Oh. Wait a second. <laughs> it's it's going to be okay, David. <laughs> it's, it's they're be calling okay. me beefy boy. No, 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 no. Oh, no, my man, God. They call me beefy boy. That's that's a anyway. <laughs> we're here to talk about Legends of Tomorrow and some headless fun. Are that's we? right. We are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Before we go over everything in excruciating detail, the way that I know you folks like to do it. Uh, <laughs> first, feel free to give us five stars on iTunes. Like us on Facebook anytime. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there. And, and you know what? I'm also on the chat here. So say come on. What? Yes. Come on. Come and talk to me. Chat, we could chat, have, chat. We could talk about all this stuff. A lot of people talking about uh, talking about John Constantine. What's happening with him Ooh, right now? Very nice. Uh, real mm. quick, just give us a rapid-fire roll call. Who do we got in the chat right now, Dave? Oh, we got Billie Jean Girl, 24. We got the Always There, Ivan Soda. We got Brandon, 52. Rabner, 28. Fantastic Family Adventures. <laughs> Haywood Wong. And many others. Wow. It's like, it's like you're the, uh the events at a state fair. It was yeah. <laughs> right. That's what I'm trying to do the audition for. Perfect. I'm, you're hired as far as I'm concerned. Mm, thank uh, you. And if you're watching after this, uh, this after we stream live, feel free to comment down below. Mm-hmm. And before we kick it off with our in-depth analysis, Lauren, overall, what did you think of this episode? You know what? This episode is like number one out of the whole season. Whoa! Really? Yeah. Interesting. So what has catapulted this one to the top for you? Their balance of like funny is now acceptable for me. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is it any different or have you just learned to accept it? No, no, no. The first couple of episodes were extremely cheesy, very, very extra, Okay. and very hard to tolerate. This one was hilarious. <laughs> I okay. was dying organically. Okay. So it's all about like kind of organically <laughs> seeing them kind of <laughs> seeing them refine their humor. So less of the cheese, more yeah. of just an so overall articulated better. I think the writers are now getting their own rhythm and everything. Mm. I feel like we're starting to really understand their transition of what they want the show to be like, and having jokes that are not too much on the nose but still on the nose. So it's funny and just that. Nice, smooth balance instead of the first couple of episodes were very choppy. 
All right. Okay. I mean, y'all were watching it too. Do y'all not think that the first couple of episodes were extremely choppy? I don't know. I feel like this is just as wacky as the first two. I mean the the last the last one, the horror one, was probably my least favorite. And I think that Definitely was because they were moving away from being goofy and funny. So I was happy to see them come back and be goofy and funny again. But I feel like it feels very similar to the ones before the horror one. I felt that, like the ones before were forced. And this one was like right. a little bit more organic for the show. They had a good... They, they're having a good balance of how to tell these stories now, I think. Yes. For the most part. Because they're, they're doing a good job of... We talked about this in... Uh, the first couple of episodes too, where they have a lot of mouths to feed mm. as far as like story goes. So they're finding good ways to maybe taking a character out of an episode and just focusing on a couple of others or right. or cutting between storylines. And I saw that too in this episode. Yeah. I feel like it was a, a easier and smoother transition between the characters because they were able to focus on groups or either like one person's story like John's. <laughs> so very yeah. true, and I, I know that uh, it all starts off with Sarah saying, "I got to do some stuff in Star City." Yep. So Ava, you're in charge, and uh, serves both a, a great, good storytelling purpose because we can kind of win it on the cast, give Ava a chance to feel what it's like to be in charge while she's struggling to find her whole way this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also dealing with the real world practicalities of production because Katie's directing the next episode. Oh, ah. yes. I didn't realize that. I was so, wondering what she had going. Right, I thought yes. there had to be something outside of this happening. You know? <laughs> Yeah. So it was. I always kind of like those old, uh, older TV shows that always like in X Files, where mm-hmm. it all of a sudden be like a, a more Scully or a, a more Mulder heavy episode, and that's because one of the other was going to be directing another right, episode. So right. it's like okay, nice. so you kind of see how they can kind of kind of seamlessly kind of get them out of the plot for that episode, uh, and then bring them back. Right, they're because they're preparing for the next episode. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, one of my favorite uh, messages in the chat right now is from Fantastic Family Adventures. Wrote uh, cheesy slash extra is the brand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, a, but they're refining it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're getting that that slim cheese. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, you know, I feel like that intro still doesn't it doesn't sit well with me still. I mean, I think it could be better, but I kind of like it better than the, the 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 original one. True, I agree with you there. And so it's in the right direction. I like how it's still a comedy one. And I think it could be still better. It's still kind of like goofy, but at least it's fast. It comes and then it's <laughs> yes. out and then we're ready. And it doesn't have that like, da-da-da-da, legends. They also, I realize, they kind of retconned a way in to referring themselves as legends <laughs> that is kind of accept- accessible. Because, like, acceptable. Because... Everyone has saw, seen them on TV. There was a brief moment where they were super popular, and people referred to them as the Legends of Tomorrow. And I think that makes much more sense than referring to themselves as the Legends of Tomorrow, which was mm-hmm. happening in the first every season before this. Like, they just referred to each other as the Legends, and I'm like, that's a little much. <laughs> yeah. And now I realize, like, oh, now they could kind of say it's because of this, even though we know it isn't. True. Yeah, that's very true. But it's like kind of, yeah. at least it's nice to be like, well, you know, it's other people refer to them as legends. Yeah, we're not calling ourselves that anymore. No, no, no. no. we still do. <laughs> so we do find out that the, uh, the big thing for this episode is kind of twofold. We've got Ava and the rest of the legends dealing with Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. an encore back in France, while John Constantine is and Charlie 
are struggling with uh, what happened with Astra and Astra's mother, Natalie. So uh, why don't we dive into uh, we'll dive on Ava and Marie Antoinette, kind of more of the fun side of this episode first. Yeah. Uh, so they go back to, to ancient France, ancient France, ancient France, ancient France, <laughs> the most ancient of France, super uh, old timey France. Uh, to Marie, Marie Antoinette. Now, are either of you a fan of that particular time period, just as a history in school or anything? Did you kind of gravitate towards that time period? I mean, I like Les Mis. Mm-hmm. I like that. That I don't know if it's it's done around the same time as this because it's about the revolution happening. I thought like Napoleon. I guess it is around Napoleon's time, but I thought that was like a different time period. But I'm, I guess I know nothing about this time. Period. <laughs> is my answer to this? But uh, it was so Marie Antoinette is. I do know she's someone that is often categorized as like this evil figure, but kind of isn't. She kind of is how she is in this like in Legends of Tomorrow. She was just a party goer. She was just someone who's just partying too much. And that's the only thing that she, I mean, as far as I understand in my very poor knowledge of that time. So it was it was interesting to have her as, like, this figure from hell, but still, like, had a heart-heart with the influencer on the ship mm-hmm. was kind of my favorite part. Was, like, like how she's like, wow, we really are the same. <laughs> like this and the, <laughs> the cat chat influencer, which was kind of nice. I mean, I think of all the encores that we've seen so far, that she was the slightest. I would think, and I and I would think only because Marie Antoinette. I mean, more commonly known for like "Let Them Eat Cake." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you think I of mean, her that being kind of like a clueless or crass individual, not necessarily an evil person that was a murderer. Right. I mean, she's evil as far as you know the bourgeois are evil, and yeah. how she was like you know she did not help kids, she did not help the poor, but you know she just was she was evil out of neglect, if anything. Uh, Lauren, did you appreciate her encore power? The the power of perfume mm-hmm. to drive people to a party? I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know why. I was laughing all the way through this episode. I was laughing at how it was like really weird for the for the crew to really figure out what her power was. And I'm like, hello. It's all perfume. the spray in the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all the spray. You don't see her continuously spraying. Come on. So... I, I thought it was cute. I, I actually really liked this episode in I, comparison. But I also don't know, like, what... So she just wants people around her to party until they die? Well, she kept saying that she realized if she had known anything in the past and to do it over is to never let the party in. Yeah. So she just wanted... Right. Well, I got... What they said also was that she... Because she was killed for partying so mm-hmm. much, she came back and basically her revenge is to let French... French party to death. French, <laughs> French party, the 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 French party until they died as mm-hmm. kind of a revenge to it. You know, it's always nice when uh, Jonathan, who is a rabid Legends <laughs> of Tomorrow fan, uh, he chimes in with his opinions from time to time. I do, uh, and uh, we got heads going loose and being all sassy and the perfume. Ooh, Ooh boy! Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just finding really. The best quotable moments from our sixty-second reaction. Oh, that's from our yeah, that's from what we said. That's I right. Okay, but he, but I like that he turned it into his own. I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, perfect. Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh, so I felt like the the threat of Marie Antoinette was pretty easy to to get rid of this episode. I mean, it was basically Zari and Ava Whoa. who had been both 
doused with Ava's horrible perfume. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good way of doing it. I thought yes. it was nice. Because I thought it was going to be like, oh, is it the, the two girls? Because you, you mentioned that it was like, oh, only the guys are affected. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, what, what's going to happen that's going to be like a gender twist or something that yeah. they're just going to nail and then come to find out it was just because of Zari's perfume. But I think that was a good, <laughs> that was a good slow reveal to it. I would agree. Yeah. And I think that was nice. And then I also like that she wasn't like suddenly Marie Antoinette is a ninja fighter. You know, like there's no big surprise about how she like took over people. She's just someone who's parting a bunch and she has a head that gets taken off and removed. So it was pretty easy to kind of guide her back to the ship. Yeah, but I also feel like... Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, I think they must get juiced up slightly as an encore in terms of strength. Yeah. Because certainly when she's fighting headless on the wave rider. Right. She, oh, yeah. she is able to she do that. She does yeah. there. <laughs> but I also love that where she gets a hold of the, uh, of the, fire the flamethrower yeah. and is just basically <laughs> going around. But I also kept thinking, like, I guess Ray has a bit of a complex when it comes to Marie Antoinette because it looks so much like, you know, the love of his life. Yeah. Which uh, is interesting that they did that, but only really touched upon it a little bit. Kind of just joked about it. And is that just because, like, the actress is like, well, we have her for the contract. Can we just have her be, like, the guest star, like, Marie Antoinette? I guess, like she's here, let's have her do it. Let's just use her. She has a a funny French accent. Let's, Let's use her. Which I thought was great. But I also, I guess, I was wondering why Ray wasn't like, yeah, just just flame her. Just She's she's going back to hell. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, they blew up. He came out of Rasputin <laughs> and blew Rasputin up, and he's in jars of the thing. So, like, yeah, they can, they can, like, she's going back to hell. You can light her on fire. <laughs> I guess you could have just burned her down to an ash and just scooped her up into a jar and just add... Yeah, a jar full of ashes. Yeah, perhaps you're right. Haywood Wong (laughs) on the chat wrote, "How does a headless body use a flamethrower?" Watch the episode, Haywood. (laughs) That's true. I think we see it pretty clearly. Uh, Just hold the button. (laughs) It was quite funny to watch, though. Yeah, I I, I know. Lauren (laughs) delighted the reveal when Marie hits her head as she's uh, leaving the party to go to the after party, and the head comes off. That was hilarious. I was like, okay, so now we're going to see them play with this whole headless. You know, because at first I thought they were actually going to at some point cut her head off, you know, a little bit. But I thought it was cute that they just let her walk into something and off goes the head. So, yeah, (laughs) I also didn't see that coming. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. Because they're getting smoother with their their jokes and how they're delivering everything. And I can appreciate it. I would. You got beef face. I got beef face. I got beef face. I got beef face. Uh, we'll save it till we get down there. Okay. Because, okay. I mean, we don't want to, you know, you know, serve my beef prematurely. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. I'll, <laughs> let's Ugh. talk about something I did not enjoy this episode. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yes. Let's, see. let's save good. the beef. <laughs> let's move on to something he didn't enjoy. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, 
the portrayal of Zari in her new timeline orientation. I am, you know, okay. I, I suppose you want to see the evolution of a character, but man. This is my oof. favorite quote in the chat, and I agree with this quote so well. I'm going to try to find it. Okay, okay. This is from Brandon52, and as soon as I saw this, I'm like, I'm going to go back to this, because I know I knew Frank was going to bring this up. <laughs> okay, he wrote, because people in the chat are talking, also they agree with you about how... They're, they want old Zari back, and they're kind of sick of this new Zari. And he said in the chat, New Zari is fun. It's a TV show, and we all know she'll get her memories back. So just enjoy her performance. Guys, it's legends. We always get curveballs. So I, I love... Uh, that's what I like about this, because I'm seeing the actress have a lot of fun, and she gets to do something different with that character and be a whole different person. And I think she's fun and funny, and to, to be honest, it's adding a bit more depth to Zari because we get to see her like if she went this other way. And I, I think what what's going to happen, and it's starting to happen this episode with the taste of the donut. The two are going to combine, and so Zari is going to come back, have the same memories, but also have a little bit of this influencer in her. And she's going to be something new. But I think what that new thing is is going to be better. Because Zari didn't have... She had a lot going for her, but she wasn't, like, stealing episodes. You could see that the actress was really good. And she was able to have these great moments. And also the relationship between her and Nate were really great. But as a character, I, I kept forgetting her backstory. And now she's developing this, like, stronger kind of backstory that's involved with this whole time thing. And I'm I'm liking that. I'm I'm thinking it's a good addition to her. For me, I always feel like if you're going to give somebody an alternate past, you're going to kind of rewrite it. Uh, and we've seen the old one go away. I totally understand. It's a TV show. We're going to get back to probably somewhat the status that is quote yeah. that we had with Zari. But I I'd rather why have a viewer why may have me be annoyed while I'm waiting for that to happen as opposed to write me a different version of Zari that I'm really invested in. Like and Charlie. So, yeah. And okay. so, well, not Charlie. Charlie's not terrible. Charlie? <laughs> well, not, not the character, but yes. the example of just a different, same person, yeah. different character. Yeah, but you could give me a different version of Zari that I would feel more invested in. So when the time does come that, oh, wait, is it some, is, is it, it becomes more of a quantity, oh, wait, wait, are we losing this Zari? Are we getting this Zari? I think we're going to get that with her brother. I think it's going to be a question of like, is the brother going to stick around? I don't. I think he's going to stick around, and I like the brother, but I I don't know. I'm liking these little. I'm liking that she can be a bit of a of a diva, and we're working into these like. I think there's a lot of fun jokes in this episode that we wouldn't have if we didn't have this. Character. I can agree with that one. Hey, this of any episode that seemed tailor made to deal with this version of Zari. Yes, and have her be successful. For parts of it. But I also think there's a reason why this is the episode that she eats the donut at the end and her memories start to flash back is because I think it's going to be kind of the end of this annoying influencer, sorry. But we wouldn't get DJ more money with anyone else <laughs> no. the, other than her. So, I mean, I think it's all worth it for DJ more money, personally. <laughs> that was a mess. Uh, anybody <laughs> Anybody a fan of Marshmallow, the DJ? Yeah, yeah. There's people in the in the chat that were that were saying how he's a yeah. They just ripped that off. Of him. <laughs> I think it's I actually like this version just... better. I think I would, I'd rather have a s'more. Give me something more the, than just a marshmallow. Because of the graham cracker on top. Yeah, give me give me and that. And, and there's a, you know there's a chocolate some chocolate. Yeah, there's some chocolate just in there. Bit. It yeah. looks more delicious. 
That's true. But you know, <laughs> it's a little it's a little clunky of a design. I think the marshmallow is a bit of a streamlined design. That's what I say. Mm, there you go. You know, he is he has come to uh, tangent talk for a hot second. Come to Universal Hollywood Horror Nights many uh, for the past couple of years with the head on, with the head on, and he's very even backstage. He will keep the head on almost to the point where you're wondering, is it really even him? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I was him, it would not be me every single time. <laughs> yes. If I if I was him, I would definitely hire someone to be a fill-in every now and then. I could be in two places at once then. Yeah. I mean, you could, as long as you sound enough like the guy, yes, keep that mask on. What does he know. sound like? <laughs> like, who knows? This is, the, the impression of him is just behind a thing going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what he sounds like. Do that again, Dave. I could, it, I could be, for all of you. <laughs> I think he's a bit sleeker designed. I think he's less beefy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, he's a baby boy. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm actually DJ Khaled. That guy who screams a lot. That's great. A great actor. Great actor. And I'm also both Daft Punks. Oh, both? Both of them. <sighs> Very nice. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Very nice. A good, uh, yeah. A good transition yeah, into good yes. uh, yeah, the the more serious side of this episode. Oh boy! Uh, I know. And as soon as you say serious, and uh, <laughs> and Legends Tomorrow, Dave lights up. He's like, "Yes, that's what I come." No, I think they do. I don't know. I feel like okay. You're talking about the ghost. We're talking about Natalie the ghost. Natalie the ghost. Oh, okay. John, Constantine's past with Astra and uh, Charlie's reasons for why she's at the house. Right. Did anyone else think, I even wrote this down as a prediction, and it kind of happened, but it also didn't. I thought Charlie was just going to be possessed, and maybe this is the case, because she is possessed still, but like I thought that was going to be it for Charlie. And Charlie uh, was just going to become this ghost character for the rest of the season. So they're trying to totally revamp the, like the backstory totally. And that's not exactly what happened because what they're adding is that Charlie herself is actually part of this loom of fate that is going to be our MacGuffin for the season, as you put it before we started watching. You said, we're about to watch something that has, they're going to introduce the MacGuffin of the season. And I was like, "Eh, didn't we, don't we have the MacGuffin, the encores? So. But I always figure we need something more than just they need that. a new Spear of Destiny. They need a new thing to piece together to defeat the thing. Yeah. Which is what the Spear of Destiny was in that one season. And now they're doing it again with the Loom of Fate. So they're, what probably is going to happen is like every episode they're going to find a little piece of the Loom of Fate mm-hmm. to put it together. Uh, now, I, I know you're a huge historian on Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Where does the Loom of Fate rank up for you? It's like... Uh, this is at least an, uh, something that will keep my interest for the remaining, I think, nine episodes we have for this season. Well, right now, I'm highly interested. <clears throat> like I said, for me, I feel like this episode is showcasing just the series as a whole really getting their like their rhythm and tempo. I liked being able to have all the funny with Marie and then all of the seriousness, seriousness with John. I felt like that was a good balance and something that we need to kind of see to have a have a smoother transition. Like for those that like the older seasons of, you know, Legends of Tomorrow. 
I personally don't care for all of the ha-ha stick comedy, like, that part that we had in the first, like, three episodes of this season. So I appreciate having a balance of it. And I think this loom of fate kind of grounds this season for us. And I finally think that we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty of, like, let's save the day more in a fashion Mm -hmm. that we're used to from the traditional seasons. And I think... For the fan base, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but for some of the fan base that has been watching the show since number one, that's what's going to keep us highly interested because that's what we know. So I'm excited. (laughs) Also, by the way, since we're talking about the Loom of Fate and how they're going to... In the chat, they brought up a, a good point that I missed where apparently Charlie said she... Spread it throughout the yes. multiverse. Yes, yes, she did. The multiverse, yes. which is right now, that's uh, Rabner28 brought up. She spread it throughout the multiverse, apparently, and all the multiverse is destroyed, so we're in trouble. So where did these looms of fates end up after I would the crisis? I think after the post-crisis universe we have now, everything may have been assembled, scattered, about maybe in this earth, or yeah. at least it's through, throughout history. Maybe through time. <laughs> if Possibly. only we had a way to get there. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I saw a little glimpse of, I think it was Flash or maybe Supergirl. Don't quote me. But there quote were, you. Write this down, folks. Don't, don't, don't quote. Don't quote. No air quotes. <laughs> no quotes. Stop recording. But one of the, sh- <laughs> one, it was either Supergirl or Flash because I was trying to catch up with what was happening after the crisis. And one of them is talking about bringing back a world so okay. perhaps this Maybe is that's involved coming our way i, I feel like go. they're probably just gonna quote, be like lord quote. i feel like <laughs> we can add this in the predictions yeah that's coming up <laughs> there's an interesting prediction in this in the chat that i'm gonna definitely bring up in predicts in predictions so make sure i don't forget okay. say what okay. is that chat prediction you got it. okay <laughs> Dave, what is that chat prediction? No, later. For oh, the predictions. So, sorry. Okay. My bad. Uh, so, uh, Dave, as somebody who loves more of the, if you're looking at the, the chocolate to peanut butter ratio, uh-huh. it's at a half and half. Do you Are you a half and half person? Like a like a Reese's peanut butter cup? Do you like your chocolate <laughs> and your peanut butter? Yeah. Or do you want a little yeah. bit more chocolate than peanut butter? Hmm. Which in terms of comedy and drama. So we'll go with this. Which one's chocolate and which one's peanut butter? Hmm. Let's go... Uh, We'll go with drama as peanut butter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Drama is peanut butter. Yeah. Then a Reese's is perfect because okay. it's like, it's all mostly chocolate. And then at the center of it is is drama. So I think that's a great analogy for that because you have, I think you need to, I think you're right. You do need to have something to ground you to keep the story going. But at the same time, you can have fun around that. Correct. One thing I like about this Loom of Fate, even though it sounds pretty silly, is it does remind me of the stuff in comics I really like, which is like kind of Neil Gaiman Sandman universe stuff. Because I feel like we've seen the fates as part of the mm-hmm. Sandman story. Constantine is very close to that world in my mind because Constantine's in the Sandman books and he's also like, he's kind of dealing with all these mythic creatures too. So I. That's what I kind of like about the Loom stuff, and I, I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with it. So I'm down. I'm I, down for it. I'm just throwing out, you know, is, and we'll see. I mean, I can't judge it completely now. But this Loom of Fate, if it's trying to make Charlie seem more important to the show, Absolutely. and to the plot going forward, I don't care. 
Really? I mean, and I'm, my opinion might change as the season Aww. goes on. They but, need uh, it needs to add to her character. It needs to add to her who she is as a person. I think what might happen. Someone guessed this in the chat, and I forget now who, but. I do think that, like, someone brought up the idea that maybe, maybe uh, she's a fate herself. And she broke it and then became not a fate. And that makes her, like, you know, she's, she was just a lowly shapeshifter, as we've talked to her. And now she's coming from a group of fates. That means she might have a family. She might have a family of fates. Which I you're you're rolling your eyes. I am because I don't know if this makes me any more interested. But what I'm saying is like this is not a fan. Well, I'm forgetting the fate stuff. Finding out she has a family that are looking for her, or that she has to deal with with apologizing to the, this family, is much more interesting than her just being this like loner, punk music loving shapeshifter. Giving yeah. her a family, giving her like. Something that she's finding out what she's actually running from and have to confront it, that alone gives her something else than what she has now, which is absolutely nothing. So I'm I'm okay going down this path as long as it leads to like character stuff like who's her family, who's looking for her, who loves her, who hates her. That's the what does she despise in herself? What's her worst day? What's her best day? That's the stuff that actually kind of you grip into a story with. Yeah. No, I would agree, and so I guess I, while I'm not loving it now, I will wait to reserve final verdict until the end of the season. So like, oh yeah, okay, I guess they did something with Charlie. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that they're really going to develop her a little bit. Um, I think one of the jokes around her, you know, breaking the fates and spreading them out was they were like, oh my god, how old are you? So I feel like this is going to open the door for us to really get a chance to truly know who is Charlie. Oh, yes, Charlie. Only Charlie. Charlie I care about is uh, <laughs> Charlie Townsend, the Townsend Detective Agency. That's the only ta- Charlie I care about. Who? From Charlie's Angels. Great. Yeah. Good. Good. You put your Charlie's <laughs> Angels reference into the middle of the check. I you did it. Let me cross that off my uh, my to do list on the Legends of Tomorrow after Great. show. Charlie's Angels. Jack. Uh, <laughs> it never fails. Uh, oh, look at this! Track. You know, uh, <laughs> you know what time it is. Wait, are we ready to eat some beef? Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm ready to see some beef, but my question is, where's beef? Where? Where's beef? We practice this, Jonathan. We practice this for hours before we did this. I swear, I swear, I swear. I was, I was ready. I was ready. I was ready. I was ready. You ready? Here we go. Okay. Where's the beef? Wow. The places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Okay. Uh, I will go off. So, what's your beef? I, I had my bready, my my beef. You know, it's been it's been it's been resting. So hopefully, resting, it is, you got resting beef. Face. I got resting beef. So hopefully, uh, you know, it is perfectly ready to serve right now. Uh, it goes back to Marie Antoinette. Uh, you know, I would think if you knew you came back as an encore, and the big thing is like, oh yeah, I'm coming back uh, because my head was cut off, and my head's going to be back now in my body. I would be hyper vigilant about everywhere I walk. <laughs> hyper vigilant. Okay, I can eat this beef. All right, eat it. <laughs> eat that beef. Okay, one, she's running down a hallway, being pulled by someone else. True, but you can see this two, thing. Two, she actually does duck under that thing. But her hair. Her hair hits it. Her <laughs> hair hits it. And you know what? I just want you to one time. 
one time, Frank, <laughs> wear a large wig and a top hat. And a top hat, especially. I want you to dance around wearing a top hat. And I want you to know how hard it is to gauge where the top hat hits things when I start swinging bats at you. I want to <laughs> swing a bat at you while you dance around at a top hat and see how well you do. Uh, hot, hot tangent. Back in <laughs> high school, I went uh, t- for Halloween dressed up as a member of the Terrible Trio. These really like lame Batman villains. Of course. Just, uh, what? what? <laughs> you went as an obscure Batman? <laughs> what? Reference? Me? You? Me? <laughs> uh, but uh, so this one was a vulture. He wore a vulture mask. Mm-hmm. So I had to wear like a like a. I made oh, like I a vulture beak. Guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it made it trying to get into cars because that always misjudged. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I would misjudge that. So now you know. Knowing's half the battle. Oh, good. But okay. to play devil's advocate, if Please. you ever wore a wig, that thing should have just slid right on off. Mm-hmm. And not our heads. Yes. Maybe hers <laughs> is really tied on. They voted <laughs> Because they for what? I mean, she's also, she came from hell. She's mystical. It's a mystical wig. For all we know. It's a, it's a mystical wig. Mystical all right. wig. All right. Lauren, I appreciate you trying to get my beef uh, saved, preserved on that plate. I got a couple of beefs. <laughs> yes! Not too bad. Right. But it's just something, because this is actually, uh, Rabner28 brought up in the chat. About, oh, hey, like, Dave, do you want to bring up that beef you were going to bring up? No, 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 no. That's a prediction. Oh, I'm okay. I blew it. You blew it. Uh, Ravner 28 brought up in the thing that, uh, okay, so Nate is acting a little aggressive. Like, he's he's not realizing he doesn't have all memories of, of Zari back yet. He has little flashes. He knows they were in a relationship. He knows he has feelings for her, and those are lingering. He still punched out the ex-boyfriend <laughs> for no reason. He was being ag- and also on top of that, when they were running away, uh, this is a little, this is a separate beef, but it's also like needlessly violent. <laughs> when they were running away and taking Marie Antoinette, all the party goers that were following, there was one point where they just turned and started hitting the party goers <laughs> who weren't doing anything. Yes. They were just running after Marie Antoinette because they're enchanted and they immediately start fighting and punching them out. It's a bit much. True, there was no malicious intent. They just wanted to get to the after party. No. And, and, I, and DJ uh, S'more Money is not a great guy, we find now. Yeah. <laughs> but still, and he probably has a lot of padding, so I think he's safe with getting punched. But I'll still, Nate being a little, little bit of an aggressive ex-boyfriend. There. Well, in Nate's defense, mm-hmm. at the top of, <laughs> at the top of the like the episode, right before they were going to go on this mission, you saw him drooling over Zari. Like mm-hmm. you just, you saw him have that moment where he was like, "No, I'll watch her." And I think that's that was the intention behind the punch for right. The he was he saw how bad she what he was to her, so, to some more money was to her. Correct. And so that's why a punch. I, I mean, acceptable, but still little. little and he's rough. falling hard. He's falling hard, but of the up. two of them, yeah. based only what we've seen on the TV show so far, who remembers more about their past in the original timeline? Nate or Zari? I think Nate. Yeah. But that's only because Zari doesn't quite understand what just happened to her. 
Because she, I like, I actually like, I don't think it's a magic donut is what she ate. She just ate something she probably hasn't had since she was a kid because she was famous since she was a kid. And so she felt like she had to watch her figure. So she didn't eat any donuts. I don't know how many long days. That's a funny joke, but I don't know how many years that actually is. Mm -hmm. And so when she ate the donut, it made her, and she was sitting on the wave rider. All that stuff kind of reminded, I think. Since memory, yeah. Yeah, it clicked into when she was eating carbs on the wave rider in this other timeline. She has to figure out what that means. So I think that was actually a good, I think that was a good way of doing it. It was funny, but it was also... It was also a good, like, plot device. So it was the good combination. It was the Reese's Peanut Butter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was able out. to accept that moment. All right. Any other beefs to be presented? No beefs. We do have predictions. Awesome. Uh, Lauren, do you have a beef before we move on to that? Mm, not really. Honestly, I was kind of okay with this episode. The only thing that I wish we would have seen a little bit more was a smoother transition between Natalie and John. She kind of just, like, once she took over Charlie's body and John, I know that she was, you know, really messing with him to be honest and tell the truth and pushing him and so he was getting you know a little bit more transparent about the story and what really happened but I would have liked to see her like take a little more time to accept his apology and she kind of like snapped it and I understand that we only really have but so much time yeah. but right. you know that moment was a little quick for me I do have a I do have another moment too that's early on is the the McRory falling in love. Oh. I think I have an STD. <laughs> yes, that was nice. I do. I what I wanted though. I think it was a missed joke opportunity. What I wanted was Ray to be like, you know, it's probably just the feelings of love. It's not. It's not an STD. And I wanted I wanted the ship. I wanted Gideon to be like, actually, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> You're in love and you have an STD. That would have been hilarious. I, I kind of wanted that. I would like that. And then she could have cured it right away and we could have moved off. But, you know, like, I think it was an opportunity that was like, right, you don't have anything. It was like, yeah. that would have been good. Finding out more, because we know that Astra has been a, a, a tragic figure in John Constantine's backstory ever since his TV show on NBC before he came over to the CW. Right. Does having this additional bit of backstory with Natalie being... Astra's mom, they were in love, he gave, who wouldn't give up magic for her, try to bring her back in exchange, a demon took Astra. Does any of that add more to this? Or were you find like, oh, you know, Astra was just a tragic consequence of one of John Constantine's adventures? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of the same. I do like how... Um... I do like how we're seeing how it's more of, uh... It's more John Constantine's fault the more we look into it. Because it, he was doing something he shouldn't have done, which was try to bring back someone from the death from the dead who just died, not of natural causes, but like her time had come, so she wasn't supposed to come back. And because he did that, he totally threw this child into hell by accident. And I, I like that. I like he, how he has this guilt that he's running away from. So I'm, I'm down for it. All right. Well, uh, I know as we're getting right before predictions, I just wanted to mention we're getting into a Constantine storyline that is uh, a very popular one amongst Constantine comic book fans, and that's a Dangerous Habits, where Constantine gets lung cancer and then he has to try to get out of having uh, his soul go to hell. So mm, cool. uh, it, it's cool. I mean, the production's excited about adapting that story into the TV show and uh, how you can tell that story and try to be as faithful to it while still dealing with the Legends of Tomorrow World that we're mm-hmm. into. Right. So 
That'll be if they will still be able to make that Reese's peanut butter cup of a show that Dave Child likes so much. Right. <laughs> yum yum yum. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Let's wrap it up with some predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV. Lauren, do you have any predictions? Yikes. Okay, so we already talked about Charlie. So I think the next episode should focus a little bit more on Charlie so that we can learn a little bit more about the Loom of Fate and how all of this is twisted in. And I feel like our wishes will be granted and we will get to know a little bit more about who is Charlie. Who's Charlie? Who's Charlie? Who's Charlie? He said. Um, okay, so... Oh, hey, Dave, do you have a prediction yes, you want to do? <laughs> oh, I'm glad I reminded you. Okay, so I don't... I think it's Rabner28 said this, but her, her thing is, like, maybe Zari and her brother are going to be the Wonder Twins. Even though they aren't technically twins, but I could see that kind of happening... And you did introduce Gleek uh, in the crisis. So you're setting up for a Wonder Twins, which is such a weird move, CW, (laughs) to do. True. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, Zan and Jaina, it was water and animals was their deal. Now we've got Barad with the air totem, so... It wouldn't be quite the Wonder Twins that we know and love, but you'd have to give Unless something something. changes. True. Unless totems change and they become wonder twins because it's who knows yeah. who knows i just like that that little like that little nod that's i true. think constantine's definitely dead in this episode and we'll never see him again that's that's my that's my prediction no he's coming back <laughs> well as somebody uh, a group of famous people once said it's when it's time to change you've got to rearrange who you are into what you're going to be. By the way, it was Renji90998 with that Wonder Twins projection. Thank you, Rabnerd, for yeah. correcting me. Excellent. And that was the Brady Kids with that important quote that I just shared with you all. Cool. There you go. Now you can cross that off the list. <laughs> it just go. references the Brady Bunch. Oh, this is a very successful episode <laughs> for me. Uh, I will uh, still go. I mean, I feel like we saw Nora on her uh, FaceTiming with Ray mm-hmm. talking about how great it is to be helping people. I still feel like this is leading us towards that eventual end for why Ray and Nora are going to lead the Wave Rider. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're doing great things. We're helping people. She's getting a job interview. It's great. He's going to miss her. Well, I think Ray's going with her. Yeah. yeah they're going to... No, I'm saying that's why they're going to go, because yeah. right now they're separated, so... you got to... they got to keep them separated. I don't want them to. <laughs> he just references the offspring on, on Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Unexpected uh, bonus for you folks. Unexpected bonus. <laughs> you didn't think he could do it. And then he did it. Uh, All right, uh, uh, folks, that's going to do it for this exciting episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. Have you enjoyed it? Really? Because we know we've enjoyed doing it. I have. Yes. Uh, Jonathan, real quick, though, before we leave, I forgot. uh, We've been talking about the Luma Fate and stuff a lot, but we also know that there's only one expert here amongst everybody here at After Buzz (laughs) about the Luma Fate. So we wanted to go to you real quick, if you can just fill the fans in. About the the rich deep history of the Luma Fate. Mm-hmm. The 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 Luma Fate. Yes. Um, I actually, you know, it's. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you guys. I think we're out of time. Um, <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you for that, no, Jonathan. That, that was, to be continued. I'm sad to hear. 
Thanks for uh, yeah. yeah. I think uh, just listen to this music. Okay. <laughs> oh. I understand. Oh, wow. Now. Well, if you want to talk to us more about the Loom of Fate, you can find me at MR Dave Child at Twitter and the Instagrams at also DaveChild.com. Guzzle was my name. My name's Dave Child. Ha cha cha. Y'all see what I have to deal with? <laughs> Y'all can chat with me with the Lumafay at Lauren B. Mosley. That's M-O-S-L-E-Y on Instagram and Twitter. Do not, please do not chat with me about the Luma Fate. I don't chat with any, him. I want zero Lumafay chat going on for me. Uh, do not <laughs> hit me up at Happy Go Jackie on Twitter or Instagram. No Luma Fate talk for me. <laughs> please. Uh, but as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you everybody for hopping in the chat. We will see you back here next week. Tuesday night for an all new episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show right here on After Buzz TV. Speed off. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.